Welcome to the Therapeutic Food Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Marion Mitchell. I'm an integrative nutrition health coach, therapeutic diet expert, and founder of The Road to Living Whole. There are many different diets out there. It's hard to know which one is right for you with your chronic illness and autoimmune disease. In this podcast, I'm going to share with you the foundational pieces every single therapeutic diet out there shares, and also how to use the best one for your particular diagnosis. If you've been looking for a meal planning partner, help navigating the complicated healthcare system, and want to feel better quickly, I'm your girl. Grab your kombucha notebook, let's dive in. One of my favorite things about the integrative medicine world is just how many modalities there are to help the body heal. One modality is Ayurvedic medicine. And today, Dr. Shivani Gupta is joining me to give us all an introduction to Ayurvedic medicine, what it is, its approach to disease and wellness, and just so much more. Dr. Gupta, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, Can you please tell us more about yourself, your background, and how you got into Ayurvedic medicine? Sure. So I am an Indian girl from Texas. And growing up, I saw two worlds constantly. My world was me going to school as a normal American kid. And then my other world was every year we'd go to India for two to four weeks to go be with my grandparents and my cousins and everybody. And that was an entirely different planet, it felt like, because when I was there, if I had a stomach ache, it wasn't Pepto-Bismol, it was Hinkapani. If I had a, something hurt, it was turmeric paste. Uh, if I was catching a cold, they would roast turmeric on the stove, on the fire, and make you eat it. So there was just a lot of different natural tools that were being used versus when I was at home in Houston. And eventually, as I grew up, I remember I'd fall sick a lot. I was the one who was car sick, air sick, seasick, especially on these big trips to India. Um, I remember through high school, I was suffering with a lot of uh, respiratory issues. So they were giving me antibiotics back to back to back at the pediatrician's office. They were like, oh, amoxicillin doesn't work. Let's just do Augmentin year round. And eventually what that led to was an even bigger immune deficiency. So by the time I hit college, I was like, wait a minute. So I'm always sick. I'm always taking a medicine. I'm not really getting better because I keep getting sick. I keep going to India and even they give me huge antibiotics that kind of blow up my gut. And then I can't drink orange juice or eat normally. Like something's wrong. There's something wrong and I don't know what it is, but I need to go figure it out. And that's when I finally looked at the doctors in India and I was like, don't you guys practice something here called Ayurveda? Like I've heard of yoga and Ayurveda. Why aren't we reaching into other toolkits? Um, and that's what led me on my journey. So I started studying Ayurveda on my own, going to lectures, going around India to different detox centers, like sitting at the feet of gurus and saying, what is this? Can you help me? I'd like to have an immune system, please. And that's when I learned about gut health and digestive fire. And eventually that led me to doing my master's in Ayurvedic sciences and my PhD on turmeric. So I was like, okay, I found the super herb that will save my life and everyone else's. I'm just going to study that thing and then build something around it to help all of us. That's awesome. And I feel like that's so much of our stories, right? Like we come from a place of like, as I was that sickly kid, you know, I had was always uh, severe asthmatic. And if I got a cold, it would go straight to my sinuses. I'd get double ear infections. I'd get it go to my lungs. So I was on back-to-back antibiotics and I was on steroids and prevental and you know, all, just all of that stuff. And my parents, I think, were pretty holistic in their approach, but still pretty pharmaceutically based because I was really, really sick. 
Uh, and then as in my twenties, I was like, I've got to figure this out. I can't be on medications. I no longer have health insurance. Like I've got to figure this out. And that was kind of my story too. So Ayurvedic medicine originates in India. Can you give us a little bit of maybe more history behind it? So Ayurveda is a system of medicine that's over 5,000 years old from India. And this entire system of medicine comes from our ancient texts. And Ayurveda means the science of life. So it's a teaching about how we can live our entire life to bring body, mind, and spirit into alignment. And that's the foundation is the understanding that we are not just spiritual beings. We are not just physical beings. There's a true alignment that must exist. And when we have that alignment, we've got joy. We've got vibrant health. We can live at our highest purpose. We can achieve our destiny here on earth. And so within Ayurveda, we have different areas of study. So one is circadian rhythm, living according to the rhythms of nature. Ayurveda teaches us how to, how to like, how to manage our digestive fire and our diet in a way that supports us to have optimal health year round. Our digestive fire is taught to be the core of our health. And if we've got a digestive fire that's strong, then we won't have all the health issues and diseases that come along from gut health issues. Our immune system resides alongside our gut. So it's interesting how much modern science has proven what Ayurveda taught us for years. Ayurveda taught us about all the different specialties of medicine, obstetrics, uh, gynecology, pediatrics, cancers, thousands of years ago, they knew about all this disease, surgery even. They said, we're going to have to cut people open to fix them. And so this ancient text already predicted and was the foundation for so many other medical systems that came along afterwards. Ayurveda inc includes detoxification. We want everyone to take a couple weeks out of every year, three to five weeks to detox the body profoundly. And that's the reset button we need to have optimal health year round and, and for our longevity. Ayurveda teaches a lot about herbs, herbs and spices. And so I took a big deep dive into herbology because I wanted those superfoods or super spices that can transform our health. So really it's a way of life we also teach mind-body constitution or dosha. So I like to teach people what their dosha is. So they're supported in living according to that for the rest of their lives. So it's like a way of life. And once you understand it, and once you build it into your rhythm, based on your dosha, where you live, your season and your work, really customize that blueprint to you, then you just get to live according to it. And when you fall off it, you kind of feel out of alignment, out of whack, unwell, and when you bring all those self-care practices and lifestyle tools back onto the track, then all of a sudden, everything feels easier in your whole life across the board, mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. I absolutely, I just love that. I love the way that you explained it because I always feel like when I've heard it talked about before, it's just kind of this like out there kind of like woo-woo thing where you really yeah. brought it into the science of it. And it's really amazing to me. I guess without technology and stuff that people studied all of this, because I feel like we feel like modern medicine is so new and so advanced and blah, blah, blah. When really, like we know that conventional medicine has so much lacking. It's lacking the the lifestyle. It's lacking the recognition of gut health. And like, you know, in the in the um, allopath or the alternative health world or integrative health world, we always like the gut, the gut, the gut. And I feel like people are like, stop talking about the gut. But it really matters. And it mattered 5,000 years ago when people were studying health and constitution and how, what makes people healthy, what makes people sick. And they had time to test and to try all the different things. And 
you know, it's just, it's always amazing to me almost what knowledge has been lost over the years from what we knew. Yeah. A lot of it has been lost. And I think that there's a resurgence now and a revolutionizing of medicine that's recognizing that Western allopathic medicine provides tremendous value. I really respect it for all the tools it gives us, the surgery, treating us acutely. There's a lot there that supports, but I think people are coming awake to this idea that true health, preventive health, having optimal health comes from our choices, our building our health from the ground up. And that toolkit is not going to be given to us by Western medicine. It's going to be given to us by our own going and understanding of our own bodies, our own constitution, of our diving into the integrative health systems that are pulling all this wisdom together very beautifully, I think, to say, look, there's a lot here. Diet must be revered. Sleep must be revered. Self-care must be revered you know, living a more naturopathic lifestyle, Ayurveda and naturopathic medicine are not so different. Mm-hmm. We just have additional things like around, you know, digestifier. We have different terminology and concepts, but the core understanding is that reverence for nature and how if we can learn how to live according to nature's rhythm, all of a sudden life gets easier. So there's a lot of similarities, but yes, I, I see such a revolutionizing like movement coming where people we don't need to talk about conventional medicine badly it's more like they have one toolkit and i'm trying to build an entirely different toolkit that you can reach into any time and utilize and why can't you just have both i i love that approach i'm a big fan of both um you know i recognize the value of both and i feel like we can't demonize one and then the other and i feel like that's where a lot of the tension and the conflict comes in Um, what I also love about uh, ayurvedic medicine, what you were describing is the different doshas. And I feel like this comes in when people like, oh, well, it worked for this person. Why isn't it working for me? You know? And so like that was the, the, almost what we call, uh, or my school taught us to call bio-individuality. Right. Um, but then it's so interesting because like, if we think about doshas or enneagrams or personality tests, like we all kind of fall into categories. And so we're not like, you know, yes, we're unique, but we're unique in that there's different categories that certain people fit in and finding what works for us is where we're going to enjoy vibrant, healthy living where we feel connected and like, we're just living fulfilled, right. And fulfilling our purpose in the world, basically is how I, how I, how I see it. Yeah. Bio-individuality is key because otherwise we cannot get down to the health that we want. You know, I'm doing a lot of um, clinical trials and studies into turmeric and curcumin. And we're talking more about really what is your ethnic background? Where were you born? And would it would it have a different effect based on that? And I wish we could all take all of the science right now and acknowledge that we are all so different. I'm an Indian woman. I might receive a turmeric supplement differently than you do from wherever you're from, right? And who can we support better with certain tools and who needs it different? So yeah, I find doshas to be very powerful. I love understanding someone's dosha and showing them how to bring it back into balance and then seeing how profoundly that alone will shift the health. It's huge. I I love that. I would love to see that too. (laughs) I love stories like that. Let's talk about Ayurvedic medicine and its approach to disease, right? Like if somebody comes to you 
with an autoimmune disease or a complex in illness, you know, fibromyalgia, something like that, you know, um, conventional medicine is basically like, here's some drugs, here's some antidepressants, you know, let's see how they work. Nothing you can do is going to help it. You're just, you're stuck with this for life. So let's talk about Ayurvedic medicine and the approach that a, a practitioner would take when somebody comes to them with this. So typically when I sit down with people, first thing I do is a detailed intake. And then we also have them do the dosha quiz. And the goal is to understand what is your primary constitution? What is your secondary constitution? The three doshas are vata, pitta, and kapha. And so if someone is really driving with a very strong primary dosha, right off the bat, you can understand quickly why they have the disease they have. It's very simple because the doshas can drive certain aspects of certain diseases. For example, I'm a pitta, I'm a hundred percent fire. So all the time, my mind is on fire, wanting to create things and teach and impact. And my body is on fire, ready to go and do, but I know what all my imbalances are. I know what that causes, causes burnout and exhaustion and uh, wanting to quit and throw in the towel, the, the fire's burnt and done. So I have a lot of cooling mechanisms to cool down that fire, starting at three, starting at five, all of a sudden I'm cooling down that crazy fire that I built. And then I can ease into a perfect night's sleep and then boom, my, my fire is back on for the next day. Um, and so a lot of times when people come in with all these chronic issues, my first step is gut. Again, we're gut obsessed in Ayurveda. I need to understand what is your gut doing? What is wrong? Let's do a stool test. Let's dive in. Let's understand, you know, what do we need to do? Do we need to ignite that fire? Do we need to cool it down? We, once I understand dosha and where gut health is, we address sleep. I want to address sleep first because if sleep is off, everything's off. Then I dive into, I basically built a six-step program to dive into these things. So I dive into mindful medicine chest. What are those supplements and herbs that you're using for prevention? We can really improve those. We have certain teas and tinctures and things out of Ayurvedic medicine that are very potent that can help people. And then we've also got um, digestive fire, like really learning the art of managing your digestive fire every day, how to ignite it, how to turn it off, how to support it, how to do a quick gut re reset anytime you need it, how to use kichardi and these different teas to get the result you want. And then I also teach about how to balance your hormones because a lot of times gut and sleep are impacting hormones, but the hormone fluctuations is what's causing the fatigue or the um, different issues that people are suffering with, especially women. I'm seeing so much with perimenopause, menopause. I'm like, guys, this is actually just an inflammation accumulation over time. Inflammation's throwing off gut, which is throwing off hormones. Let's reduce that inflammation. And so I like to do a, a good inflammation reduction protocol or detox on everybody. And I let them choose their level because not everyone's ready to go at it at a thousand percent, but you can do like beginner, mid, mid, moderate or full force, I guess. And then based on that, we might need to do it again, but at least we're kind of peeling back the layers of what the issues are. Because in Ayurveda, we're not like, let's just turn the heat up to a hundred, we want to gently ease you into making lifestyle shifts that over time will accumulate to getting you the result you want. And then by then you're trained in living that lifestyle so you can hold that result. I absolutely love that. Um, and I love that approach to health. I get really frustrated with people who do dial it up to a thousand because I'm like, 
not everybody's there. Even in my own, um, I have what I call a therapeutic food framework and I have step steps one through three. And step one is like, let's just see what you're eating and make some tweaks, you know, and like, let's get to this point where you're, you know, you're, you're eating well, you kind of understand what healthy eating looks like. And then if we have to go further, we can do that next. And, but then we're not going to live there. We need to come back to healthy eating, but we're also going to address stress management and sleep and all of the things that constitute health. So I really, I really, really love your approach. Um, and I, yeah, like I said, we, like, I feel like in the integrative world, we kind of we almost, we talk about gut health all the time, but it truly is a foundation. And then the other thing that made me think of was sleep. I'm recovering from uh, stage three adrenal fatigue and I've been like sleeping for like the past two months. And I'm like, but it was like, I had to like build up to this and finally I got sleep and I'm like, everything else is going on the back burner. Cause I am sleeping. I'm not going to wake up early and work out. My kids need to get their lunches ready the night before. I'm like, cause I need this sleep. And it's been like life-changing, <laughs> like just having yeah. sleep is life-changing. And so I, I really love, I really love that approach and the way that it integrates. Cause I feel like it really, cause when we're rested, we have the energy to do more things and to slowly incorporate those habits. I, I just I really love that approach. One of the things that you mentioned, and I feel like when I like looked up Ayurveda, cause I was like wrapping my head around like the introduction, right. Cause I was like prep before we meet. And one of the things that I saw over and over again was herbs, 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 these 12 herbs, these 12 things like over and over and over again. And I'm like, I don't feel like that's actually the core of Ayurvedic medicine. Um, but when you Google it, that's what's going to come up is these herbs wow. for this. And so it's like a pill for every ill. Can we talk maybe, I I, I feel like I know when I first started my health journey, I focused on nutrients and herbs, right? Like I didn't have health insurance. I had to learn how to take care of myself. And um you know, so it was like, oh, what am I going to take for my sinus infection? You know, what can help with that? Or I'm dealing with like, I don't know, like I have like a sore throat, right? So what herbs are going to help with that? And so I feel like it's like, but when I Google it, that's the only thing that comes up. So I feel like Ayurvedic medicine's just like, it could be perceived as an herb for every ill versus a pill for every ill. So I'd love to kind of take people deeper into that to truly understand the role of the herbs and spices and things in Ayurvedic medicine? Sure. That's a great question. I have so much on that topic. <laughs> so growing up as an Indian girl, I ate Indian food, fresh Indian food. And as a mother, what do I feed my kids? Fresh Indian vegetarian food. And it wasn't until my master is sitting in herbology that they were like, just so you know, hing does this and cumin does that and ginger does this and a jwine does that and ashwagandha will do all this. And I was like, wait a minute. I grew up here in the West where we talked about salmon and blueberries and spinach and hemp seeds and cacao nibs and all these other superfoods. No one ever told me about the Ayurvedic superfoods that I was already eating that had profound benefits that I was not revering or respecting at all. And then I said, now it makes perfect sense why my nani, my grandma would make me hing in a tea tincture with galanamak, which is purple salt. And hing in the West is called asafoetida, but no one knows about that spice. But this little magical tea that she would make me would settle my stomach. And I always had an upset stomach. Through pregnancy, I had horrible upset stomach. So once I had studied the herbs, I was like, oh, you are telling me that I can go to my kitchen, pull out two spices, put them in boiling water, and my problems are magically solved? So I think that's why so much of Ayurveda is 
focused on the herbs because no one understands how powerful herbs are. And so we like to talk about it a lot because it's like we can solve your problem magically. And once you're kind of out of the woods with the problem, then we can have this much bigger conversation of, oh, see how Ayurveda worked? Now let's talk about how many other ways it'll work for you now that we we solved the big fire. Now we can go for all the little ones and, and adjust lifestyle to be profound. Um, so I think that's where it comes from. And what's funny is I built my supplement company seven years ago after I did my PhD and I became that. I became a pill for a problem. Everyone just started taking my turmeric to reduce their inflammation. And I was like, wait a minute. I wasn't trying to solve your, I was trying to solve your problem, but we actually need to then step forward in a new way. Now I would like you to live an anti-inflammatory diet. Now I'd like you to understand what was causing all the inflammation and all the problems. And let's make all the lifestyle changes to win. And so that's why I, I do, dove more into teaching Ayurveda as a practitioner, teaching a six-step program, because to me, it is a whole circle. To live the Ayurvedic lifestyle, you have to understand all the pillars and then build that foundation underneath you. And then you've got the lifestyle in place. And then 70, 80, 90% of your health issues will evaporate because you're living a lifestyle that's so awesome. It's healthy. It's anti-inflammatory. It gives you vibrancy. It keeps you in alignment because you have that. Now, when you reach for herbs and spices, you're reaching for it because you're like a medicine woman in your own home. You're saying, oh, I need a little bit of this today. I need a little bit of that. I'll take a little more turmeric. I need a little sleep tea. Like you, you're, you're reaching for all the tools to keep you optimal as opposed to saying, I need an herb for a problem. It's like the optimal health treasure chest or medicine chest as opposed to the you know, pharmaceutical one or the one where it's just, this is for a problem. Now it's for optimization. I, yeah, I love that. And I'm just like, I'm thinking about like my medicine cabinet and all the different herbs and tinctures and things that I have and how, like, I don't use them every day, but it's like when the upset stomach comes or when the kids get the sniffles or the stomach virus hits, you know, things like that, like all these things that I know aren't going to, they're going to have to recover from later. Right. Like, you know, with pharmaceuticals, sometimes they're necessary. You have to take them, but you have to recover from them. And when it comes to herbs and spices and tinctures and, you know, things like that, you typically don't have negative side effects. So you can just keep growing from health. So you don't have to recover twice, basically. Um, So I do love that Ayurvedic does educate so much on herbs and, and tinctures and things like that, because in the beginning, there are big fires that need to be put out, but we want to help them feel better without having to recover twice because they typically don't have the tools to even be able to recover from it. So the health just keeps declining. So I do, I do love that, but I'm glad that we talked about it because I don't want people to think that, um, you know, it's just another, you know, conventional medicine, right? Like it's so much more. Yeah, it's very deep. It's so vast. I could probably do multiple masters and multiple PhDs, and I'd still only have like 20% of the wisdom of Ayurveda. It's so incredible. Most people who meet me end up becoming Ayurvedic practitioners. And I'm like, yes, this is how I'm going to change the world is everyone's going to get how epic Ayurveda is, and they're going to want to go deeper for their own lives and those around them. So Definitely. Definitely. I mean, that's kind of where, you know, that's all of our stories, right? We heal and then we want to shout it from the rooftops and help people feel better too. uh, Just like you. So then I guess when it comes to Ayurvedic practitioners, is it like the wild west or is there kind of this foundation that people can kind of expect some continuity 
um, across practitioners. Um, I feel like sometimes we wonder what, like, what is the, what does it look like to become an Ayurvedic practitioner? And are there some standards people can expect? Do they run tests? Do you guys run labs? Like, do you take advantage of modern medicine? I kind of want to talk about that because sometimes I feel like, again, like if somebody's coming from a conventional world, it might be like, you're touching my arm and you're looking at my tongue. And like, then you're telling me to take these herbs. Like that can feel a little bit woo-woo-y. Interesting. So I yeah. would like to kind of maybe give people a little bit more, like kind of an idea of if they're going to go and search out a practitioner, what can they expect? Sure. So what's interesting about that is Ayurveda is not like a certified system of medicine in the U.S. yet. There's a whole group lobbying for it. When I go to my Ayurvedic conferences, I think it's the California College of Ayurveda or the California group of Ayurvedic doctors who are lobbying for it to be approved. What's great is acupuncture did this decades ago. So Chinese herbal medicine practitioners banded together they got acupuncture approved, and then they've done so much great science to prove the benefits of acupuncture across all disease pathologies and systems of medicine. So now, you know, even a orthopedic surgeon would say, oh, that hurts. You could also do acupuncture. I'll send you to my friend. What I My toolkit is kind of exhausted, but there's this other toolkit that exists that I respect, and I'll send you to that practitioner. And I see that a lot, which is great. Um, naturopathic medicine has schools, but a lot of states don't allow naturopathic medicine. Like in Florida, you cannot practice it versus in other states you can. So there's com some sort of political issues that exist around why certain th things can be practiced in certain states and not others. I'm not well-versed in why. Um, I just think it's annoying because I think naturopathic medicine is amazing. Um, homeopathic medicine was respected for thousands of years. And then recently I saw a bunch of people say it's debunked. And I thought, oh, you guys are just anti-awesome solutions. That's so silly of you. You know, homeopathic's profound for children, especially when you need a subtle form of medicine that can create a beautiful result without whacking a hammer, go to homeopathy. Um, and so I think that there's always going to be a little bit of that struggle. You know, all the integrative medicine modalities are profound and each one has to take its time and pay its dues before it's approved. And then it has to kind of self-protect to get to stay in the game as well. So Ayurveda is not certified here yet. And in India, you can do a bachelor's of Ayurvedic medical sciences, a BAMS, and then you practice, you do clinicals, you work in the hospitals, and you see patients, like thousands of patients as an Ayurvedic doctor. I consider those the real Ayurvedic doctors, the people who studied there, who got that like super intense training. Their approach is very intense as well, because that was their training is they're going to say to you, do this, do that, you have to do it this way, and you have to drink this oil. And and I've been to India enough to know that their way of doing it, I'm not willing to do. Like they, they ask for a lot. And I'm always like, I live a modern life. I'm a modern day woman. How much stuff and self-care and weird things do you want me to do to myself? It seems a bit foreign. Then when it comes on the U.S. side, I think we have amazing colleges. We have Maharishi, Dr. Lod created the Ayurvedic Institute. You have California College of Ayurveda. Um, I went to one called Hindu University in Orlando. So there's all these different amazing colleges. And I think people probably choose two paths out of that. One is more like the health coach level, teaching you the lifestyle, getting into it with you with diet. And then there's like a practitioner level who's going to do more master's PhD and, and like years and years and years of the study. Uh, there's kind of those two categories. Both are great because Ayurveda can be 
as light or as deep as you want, but you're going to get the results regardless. And we have two certifying agencies, NAMA, and the other one is, I think, called Ayush. Yeah, I think it's called Ayush or Ash. I'd have to look it up. But there's two groups that mainly govern Ayurvedic uh, practitioners being certified. And so you go to them, you apply to them, you send all of your schooling, they review it, they make sure they agree with it. And once they do agree with it, then you're approved and you're certified to practice as an Ayurveda lifestyle coach or as an Ayurveda practitioner. Um, so yes, there is, you know, just like in naturopathic medicine, just like in acupuncture, every practitioner is going to have a different level of study, different intensity, different style, and that kind of thing. So I think it really is about understanding who you're working with and what their approach is. Mine is very much, I want to get you where you want to go. I can usually intuitively understand what the issue is and what the top three things are that you can do to get the result you want. I still would love you to take a six-step program and understand all the things. But if you want that quick solution, usually I have a turmeric supplement and a couple other things that can get you there faster with the lifestyle tweaks that are most pertinent. And then once people feel better, like I said, then we get to go deeper and say, okay, you know, chronic disease, autoimmune, you really have to create a lot of shifts. Let's do it in a group setting or in a, um, usually I run my program in groups so that you can work together, support each other to get to that end result. Thank you so much for diving into that. I actually didn't know any of that. So like yeah. knowing like that there's a certifying body and or bodies and that there are schools and it's not like some self-study um, and that everybody has different approaches. I feel like you know, we're used to conventional medicine where pretty much everybody's taught the same, you know, like you do this, you give this drug, you do this, right? And so it's, and then there's insurance dictates it. So we kind of feel like we have, we can wrap our head around it because we've been in it where something like this, it is obviously, it is very foreign. And so just to know that I feel like there's some continuity, I feel like could give people some ease that when they go see someone that they'll they'll at least be able to understand that everybody has different approaches, but the foundations are the same across the board. Yes, exactly. I looked it up real quick. It's APNA, A-A-P-N-A is one, and NAMA is the other, N-A-M-A. And they host Ayurveda conferences. They post so much online. I'm part of APNA. Um, but it's just really cool. You know, it's going to take time, I think, for Ayurveda to reach where acupuncture did. But that's the goal where people understand how beautifully Ayurveda can synergistically work as a complementary modality in whatever issues everyone else is dealing with. For me, I see it as functional medicine is doing a wonderful job of diving deep into our issues, giving us concrete good solutions using supplements and using different tools and biohacking tools. But they handle one part of the pie. And then the whole rest of the pie, I think, is Ayurveda lifestyle tools. So my approach now is, okay, go get your data set. I need you to have the diagnostics. And when your doctor says to you, circadian rhythm, sleep, stress management, tongue pulling, dry brushing, uh, tongue scraping, oil pulling, all those things, that's all Ayurveda. Come to us. And then also, you still need a health coach to keep you accountable period, because food is not easy. It is not easy to do a diet shift. Even I myself, when I need to make a big shift, I will call my friend who's the health coach, who's my colleague. And I'm like, Hey, I need some accountability. This is why I'm calling you. Please help. And he's like, Shivani, you know, the tools. I'm like, I know, I know them, but accountability is different than knowing. So we work together. I 
I am in, I have the exact same approach. I'm like, you're my people. Um, because every, we all are, there's so many slices of the pie and each piece has its own area of focus and it, they're all beneficial. And I'm obviously a big fan of health coaches. Um, <laughs> um, but it, it is true. The accountability, I mean, even we all need that support and accountability. And sometimes we just can't see the forest for the trees. And then I think the other thing that is running through my mind is how health is a journey. Like you're not going to be able, like you said, take a hammer to it and get rid of it. It's not, you, you are not a nail where one really hard swing and it's one and done. It's not like when you have, you know, an infection and you take antibiotics and seven days you're better. Like when it comes to chronic, to, to healthy living and vibrancy, it does take different approaches. And I feel like some people might feel like they're cheating on their naturopathic doctor or they're cheating on their acupuncturist when really it's no, we're all a team and we all have yeah. different approaches and different times in your life. You're going to need different things and it all really works together. And I find that naturopathic medicine and the naturopaths that I work with really do incorporate a lot of Ayurvedic approaches yeah. and they you know um here in Arizona and Phoenix we have a naturopathic school and it is heavy in Ayurveda and I you know you're talking about this I'm like yeah yeah oh my gosh that makes so much sense right but again they're you know every practitioner like they're not gonna they know all the herbs and homeopathy and all that but then you dive deeper and just yeah there's just so many layers to healing. And I think it's beautiful. I feel like some people are like, oh my gosh, I have to do this and I have to do this and I have to do this. And it's like, like you said, we start with the basics. I love collecting data. I think data and testing is super important. As a health coach, I find that people who throw spaghetti at the wall and like, let's just get the foundations in there. That works for some people, but the really sick people, that data is just so helpful. And then again, I prefer a much more gentle approach because most people aren't ready for the thousand degree heat. Exactly. Exactly. If someone wanted to work with you, how would they connect with you? So I have two websites. One is shivanigupta.com. And on there, I have my dosha quiz. I have my seven-day inflammation challenge. I have a lot of guides around sleep and things like that that people can sign up for and receive. And then I share my six-step or six-week fusionary method program to do that deep dive into Ayurveda. Um, it's it's a way for people to learn how to immerse Ayurveda into their lives. Because like we were talking about, you know, we have different seasons around our health. So when you're motivated and ready, that's the right time to go sign up and, and get into a group and, and start making those changes. And then I have fusionaryformulas.com, which is my supplement line. It's all, it's an Ayurvedic supplement company built on using the potent herbs of Ayurveda in our body to create a change. And then I'm on social media, Instagram and all with those websites and handles. Awesome. I will make sure I have all of this in the show notes. Um, is there anything else you'd like to leave with our listeners before we uh, sign off for today? Sure. I'd just like to share that Ayurveda is such a profound system of health and healing. And I think in this world, we know that we need a lot of health and healing just to kind of counteract all that comes at us. Modern day society is busy and hectic and all the things that it is. And so to have a rhythm that we build for ourselves and to have health sovereignty for ourselves where we're so sure and certain and grounded in our health and building the level of joy and health we want, I have found gives you that vibrancy. It gives you that 
equanimity. It gives you that peace. Um, all those things that you crave, I find can come from building a foundation of amazing health first. And so that's what I find Ayurveda can give us is the toolkit. So we live by that and we ebb and flow with our seasons, with our day, with our dosha, uh, with our lives. And I just love sharing that with the world because I, I can't believe that Ayurveda can give us all of that out of one treasure chest. So that's what I wanted to share. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again for joining me. And I hope to have you back again in the future. We can take people even, even deeper. Awesome. I'd love that. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. If you found this episode helpful, would you do me a favor and help others find it by leaving a review, sharing a screenshot on social media, or sharing the link with a friend? By you sharing what you've learned, others are able to find this podcast and join our community. Be sure to check out my website, www.roadtolivingwhole.com for over 160 delicious recipes, a variety of meal plans, and a blog packed full of even more healthy living tips. If you'd like to learn more about how to work with me as your coach, you can schedule a free consult through www.roadtolivingwhole.com backslash health-coaching backslash. Until next time, friend. Bye.